Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. The Bears Talk Underground is brought to you by our friends at Bet Bet BetOnline knows you might not be able to get out to a game this year, but you can still get in on the action at BetOnline. BetOnline is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on everything imaginable this season. From game spreads and totals to team player and coaching props, BetOnline gives you more options to wager than any place online. Head on over to BetOnline today and use promo code ARMCHAIR to take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. <laughs> What's up, guys? Oh, boy. Was that... Was that... I mean, yeah. It was. Uh, it was as uh, it was as bad as it uh, as it looked uh, live. It as bad as it looked again on tape, and it's as bad as you thought it was in your imagination. Um, and it just please, for the love of all of the football gods, let that have been rock bottom for us offensively, because. I can't imagine it getting much worse uh, than that. Honestly, it was so, so painful uh, to sit through. And um, you'll find uh, the knee-jerk reactions very interesting, especially the last one. So um, uh, anyway, that's uh, (laughs) I I, I didn't get the Bear Up, Bear Down show out yesterday um, because or yeah, yesterday. I was out of town uh visiting family. I had a few days off from uh from work last week and um I came uh came back on on Sunday, didn't get home until late Sunday night and after I got done unpacking and uh you know, uh I was working from my my dad's house for a few days last week, so I had to put my home office back together uh and everything. By the time that out got done, I was done, you know, traveling, you know, across three states to 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 get home, you know, from Indiana to Illinois and, and then Iowa and everything. I just wanted to crash. So I thought that I could get up early uh, and do it. And that didn't happen uh, either. So bear up and bear down will be at the end of this show, kind of like an old school version uh, of the review episode. So we'll throw that on here uh, as well. Um, we'll, so we'll have bear ups and bear downs, um, still haven't decided even as I'm recording whether or not there will be an MVB this week, but, um, yeah, we got knee jerk reactions. We got bear up and bear down. We got a full show. So let's get on to, let's get, uh, let's get with it. It's the week nine review episode of the bears talk underground. COVID finally reared its ugly head in Hallis Hall last week, and it affected the Bears in a big way and in the position group that it could least afford it to. It ravaged uh, 
the offensive line, which was already struggling uh, with injuries. And, you know, God knows they've been uh, less than spectacular uh, thus far. Uh, then we lost Jason Spriggs, and uh, I don't know how close Cody Whitehair was to coming back, but COVID kept him out uh, as well. Obviously, we have no James uh, Daniels. Bobby Massey is out for an extended period after hurting his knee uh, against the Saints. So, um, you know, this was a line that was struggling before the injuries began, and uh, now that the injuries are piling up, uh, COVID thought they would kick us while I, while we were down and make it so that we had a rookie uh, seventh-round pick starting at left guard, that our worst offensive lineman quite possibly in the history of this franchise would be moved over to right tackle. Uh, we'd have a guard tackle from college playing center, so the new Cody Whitehair, uh, I guess, who uh, Alex Bars would be our third-string center because our backup center, Sam Mustafer also out with a knee injury. So, yeah, why not? And then let's go, uh, you know, play against the Titans uh, who were coming off of a, uh, a big loss, an 11-point loss to the 1-5-1 and Bengals a week ago who also uh, fielded an offensive line with basically all new starters. I think they think the final tally was four brand-new starters in that game. And, and not only did they beat the Titans, they creamed them 31-20. to and uh, so it's like, OK, then we talk to our, our new friend, uh, Tyler, from uh, from from Locked On Titans. And you kind of came away from the fact like, OK, here's what the Bengals did. And the Bears can definitely do that. In fact, that's what we do well, you know, get the ball out of the hands with the short routes and uh, quick throws and everything like that. Then we went into the damn football game and all of a sudden Nick Foles is dropping back five, seven yard uh you know five seven step drops we're trying to hit plays uh downfield we can't run worth a damn I mean not that I really thought we would be able to anyway but um you know we 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 couldn't uh throw the ball uh, our offensive line was uh, as inept and the problem was that a lot of the ineptitude came from the two guys that have been playing the whole time in Jermaine Afidi and Charles Leno so um you know, that fourth and one on the first drive with Jermaine Afidi was – that was just the football gods laughing at us is what that was. It's like, hey, you know this guy that's been on the field this whole time uh, basically hasn't missed a snap or anything like that? We're going to have him do the one thing that any offensive lineman is told not to do, especially in a short yardage situation when it's close quarters. Yeah, let's have him duck his head and dive straight for the ground so he can't see – his defender run right past him uh, when he olays him and and disrupts the uh, run. Like you have enough trouble running the football as it is. Let's make it even more difficult by having your veteran offensive right guard, uh, you know, duck his head and look straight at the ground so he can't see who he's blocking. Let's go ahead and do that. So, um, yeah, we we basically did none of the things that Tyler said would help us uh, succeed. Uh, against the uh, the Titans uh, for the Bears offense to try to get something going, take some pressure off of that offensive line, uh, and it, it's it, it for for a performance as bad as our offenses was, it's really kind of become just 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 this Sunday in particular, it really has become a chicken and the egg conversation now. Um, is it the play calling? 
or is it the execution? Uh, I mean, and you know, you can ha- you can declare the chicken or the egg, and probably be right in 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 either case, uh, because watching Nick Foles do deep drops when you hear that Cincinnati had enormous success, scored thirty one points against the Titans last week, um, doing the short passing game and uh, and things like that. Uh, this is a team that in seven games had seven sacks. And then you put the Titans in a position without their best pass rusher. Jadavian Clowney was out with a knee. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Injury for this game. Without their best pass rusher, the the Titans sacked the Bears, sacked Nick Foles three times, and were in his face and pressuring him in other situations as well. So it just became another one of those, you know, the cynical Bear fans saying, well, if that's going to be your, if that's been your problem, that will get fixed when you play the Bears uh, on Sunday, because what's ever wrong with your football team, we will do what we can to fix it. Can't run the football? Get ready to run for nine yards of carry uh, on Sunday. Having trouble getting the ball downfield? Well, watch the uh, safety bite on a fake for no reason, uh, or the uh, bite on the fake that no other team has fallen for, so your guy is wide open down the middle of the field uh, you know, for a 50-yard touchdown pass or, or something like that. It, it's just you know the, the glass-hep-empty version of, of uh, of watching and being a Bears fan uh, sometimes. You know, having trouble stopping the run? Well, you're playing the Bears this week. It won't be a problem. Uh, things like that. So um, it, 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 it was comical to me that we followed none of the advice that our Titans fan told us would, uh, would help us succeed or at the very least keep things interesting uh, with the Titans. We seem to abandon that, and it's, you know, uh, it's good old Matt Nagy putting us in the best position uh, to fail, not succeed. Uh, we're going to do what Matt Nagy wants us to do. And, and like I said, I don't know if it's ignorance, if it's an overinflated uh, sense of value on what he does have, or if he just thinks he's so goddamn smart, he'll be able to uh, out uh, outthink the defense and uh, you know be able to do what he wants to do no matter who's out on the field. Like His system is so good. It will work no matter who my personnel is, despite the evidence to the contrary, you know. So it's it's getting harder and harder, even with the way the offensive line played on Sunday. 
it still falls on on Matt Nagy. It still falls on the coaching for so many other reasons than just the the play calling. You know, the the, the lack of discipline, the, the the penalties that we had, the fourth and one that we had in this game. The, not the first one where Jermaine Rafiti just decided that he was just God, that pisses me off. And here's everybody's favorite as a former offensive lineman, you you can't do that. You absolutely cannot do that. You come to the sideline, your offensive line coach is going to bury his foot up to his knee in your ass. Okay? You lowered your head and you basically were staring at the ground as you leaned forward. Are you insane? You know, you you stand at the offensive line, you get big, you take up as much space as you can, big wide stance, you keep everything in front of you. It's fourth and one. We need three feet. No one can get past you. No one can get past you. Okay? And here's the real thing was that he took the outside step. He took the outside shoulder, which is the long way around, even for an interior defensive lineman, and yet you let him get past you. So quickly, in fact, that he was still able to disrupt David Montgomery, slow him down so that the rest of the Titans could catch up and smash him uh, in the backfield. But it was the other fourth and one. We're going for it again. We had one false start that made it fourth and six. We decided we're going for it anyway. Then another one made it fourth and 11. Now we're punting. So, I mean, it's embarrassing things like that that happen over and over again. And it just, it's uh, mind-numbing to watch uh, at times on the offensive side. Defensively, this was a performance worthy of victory is what it was. I'll read you the Titans stats here after the uh, the first quarter uh, knee-jerk reaction. But, uh, you know, the fact that it was, number one, it was 24-17. to 17. The game was never that close. It was never that close. It was far more uh, appropriate if the, st- if the scoring had stopped when the Titans went up 24 to 3 at the start of the fourth quarter. That's that's how that game was played. Okay? That's the, you know, the Titans domination uh, or the Bears ineptitude, whichever you want to call it. Um, you know, they they really kicked our ass and we really helped them uh do it uh as well. That was more what the final score was, not that late blitz that the Bears went through. With you know, so do we have the onside kick in the final minute to see if we get a chance to go ahead and tie it? No, it was twenty-four to three. Twenty-four to seventeen is what the record books will show, but you know, everybody who watches the game knows it was more of a twenty-four to three victory for the site for the Titans uh, than what the final score actually said. So, anyway, from the beginning, it wasn't good on either side actually offensively, and uh, you hear me talk about that in the uh, first quarter knee-jerk reaction and it you just you know got the vibe right off the bat uh, with uh, you know our failed fourth and one despite how well we moved the ball to start it just you just got the feeling it wasn't going to be a good day and I am so sick of that being the case when watching the Bears especially on offense (laughs) knee-jerk reaction first quarter Bears and Titans and aside from boring the piss out of me for the last 15 minutes not a whole lot has happened in this opening drive. It's been a battle of punters uh, so far. It, it's been, I think, what, three, like, I think seven drives in the first quarter, uh, five punts, and one field goal uh, by the Titans. And the Titans are the only one who've made a play uh, in this game. Uh, receiver uh, for the Titans, I think it was A.J. Brown, took like a seven-yard reception and turned it into a near 
40-yard gain that got him into field goal range. Aside from that, they've been just about as inept on offense as the Bears have been up to this point. Our starting five on up front, Charles Leno, uh, left tackle, left guard, um, Hambright, the seventh-round rookie. Alex Bars is apparently out of the doghouse just out of necessity, probably, is our starting center or our third-string center. Uh, Jermaine Afidi was taken off the COVID list in time to play today. And my favorite guy, Rashad Coward, starting at right tackle. Um, we, we, we actually had a decent drive uh, on our first uh, attempt. Got it down. I think we were within field goal range, but we had fourth and less than a yard because Allen Robinson didn't know where he was on the field on third and five. Ran a three-yard route and stepped out of bounds after four yards. So fourth and one, we go for it. And, of course, every offensive lineman gets beat. Jermaine Ifedi olayed his uh, defensive tackle right past him because he was, I guess he was trying to be an ostrich for Halloween and just throwing his head right into the ground. The guy ran right past him, and that was enough to slow up uh, David Montgomery, which helped all the other Titans catch up and snag him in the backfield. So um, that was an opportunity that we pissed right down our leg. Um, Kyle Fuller missed out on a pick six, and that was one of my keys uh, to the game. Maximize playmaking opportunities. He mistimed his jump. He got a finger on the ball, but he didn't catch it. It would have been a pick six, which, you know, with the way these two offenses are playing, we're looking at like a 17 to 13 final score or something like that today. It's not going to take much to win this football game. The only positive thing thus far, the Bears have been able to – contain Derrick Henry quite a bit, but it's still early. The Bears are down three to nothing. Hopefully we get a little more action in the second quarter and hopefully that comes from the Bears. Yeah, and we, we know that uh that essentially did not happen. We didn't get anything really uh going uh, offensively at any point uh throughout the game. The the touchdowns we got uh at the end were were garbage time uh touchdowns and with the Titans playing soft coverage and you know and all that kind of stuff not trying to give up a uh big play let the bears dink and dive you know dink and dunk their way uh down the field while they burn up the clock and waste their timeouts and uh things like that let them do that all day we got this thing in hand and that's pretty much how the fourth quarter uh went and you know the, like i said the first quarter we, we 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 got the ball from the titans after kyle fuller blew the opportunity to pick it off i mean he made the play he read. He made the right read, and he was there. Um, I don't know if he missed time as jump or, or, or whatever it was, but the ball hit him in the hands. He did not come down with it. If he comes down with it, he's off to the races for a pick six or at the very least puts the Bears in great position to score. Field goal, touchdown, uh, whatever. It's a different football game if he does that. But we've also been saying that uh, for weeks. As solid as the defense has been, their ability to make those kinds of plays or inability more 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 specifically is really what's hurting the bears uh overall i mean this is the this team reminds me greatly uh except for the fact that they could actually run the ball of the 2005 team i mean our our defense isn't as elite as that one was um you know that was like a, a historic defense eight games of less than of you know seven games or or, or less that's bananas but um but it just that it, it kind of reminds me of that team in the way that the defense is carrying everything and it, you know the offense 
uh, you know, all we really need the offense to do is score like 14 points, and it is a a Herculean task just asking them uh, to do that. So we have to take advantage of every opportunity like that in this football game. We didn't do it in the Saints, and it cost uh, with the Saints it cost us the uh, uh, football game. Um, we missed some opportunities to change the game in Los Angeles uh, against the Rams uh, to Sean Gibson batting a ball down when he could have caught it, things like that. Uh, you know, missing out on on strip sacks and, uh, and and whatnot. It's it's just the 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 defense is is holding down the fort. They are being stingy. They tighten up the belt. They don't give up. Uh, a lot of points uh, or anything like that, or at least they don't give up so much points, so many points that the offense can't overcome it. The problem is the offense can't really overcome anything. We have to pitch shutouts in order to uh, win football games uh, with with this offense and the way they've been playing for the last several weeks. So um, missing out on that interception, you got to make that play. You have to make that play. Just out of sheer desperation, for the offense that we've been putting on the field the last several weeks, you have to make that play. You know, you have to. It is a a must, a necessity that you make those plays. It's not one of those, oh, hit you in the hands, you got to come down with it. That old cliche is like, no, no, no. Dude, our offense sucks. They are awful. You have to make that play because they can't make it for themselves, period. You cannot miss a scoring opportunity like that. That's a pick six going back the other way. That's seven points we absolutely have to have. We have to have it, okay? And I know I'm getting all worked up on a missed interception in the first five seconds of the football game, but God damn it, man. We keep missing out on those plays. We missed two of them that would have won us the Saints game last week. We missed another one right off the bat. I mean, Tannehill, you know, for the most part did not play well. On Sunday, he completed 10 passes and the Titans beat the shit out of us. I mean, come on, you know, it's like, you know, and honestly, you can also walk away with the way that the Bears have been playing. Be like, what more can the defense do that they can do that? Pick off the goddamn ball when when you when you make the right you make the right read, you made the play on the ball. You got to come down with it. You have to come down with it. We can't leap, can't keep letting those opportunities get away from us, and it did, and it had a huge impact to the game. And at the very least, it could have changed the vibe, given us some kind of hope, some optimism. Maybe it would have changed. Remember, I talked about in the preview about a spark, something to rally around. It's up to the de- honestly, it is up to the defense or special teams to get us that spark because the offense sure as hell isn't going to do it. So it's got to be one of those units. The defense is usually in the best position to do it, and they fail almost every single time. You know, I, I know we're asking them to do a lot, but it's, you know, we have to ask them to pick up the slack because the offense just flat out isn't going to do it, whether it be because of the personnel that we have on on that side or because our head coach is an ignorant with blinders on asshole who won't, who can't see the forest for the trees. You know, he just flat out thinks it's because of our lack of execution, not the fact that he's putting us in a bad spot uh, or setting us up to fail 
when we've got a game plan that says, okay, we just want we want short, intermediate routes that will kind of eat this defense up. They don't give up big plays, so that's what we have to do. And instead, we're doing five and seven step drops, putting our quarterback in a vulnerable position because he's got five guys up front who just met yesterday, don't have any kind of chemistry with one another, blocking for him, and he's taking shots and we're not completing passes, things like that. Also, God damn it, if <laughs> what is it about being a wide receiver in a bear uniform that says you can't run a route past the sticks on third down? What is it? I don't understand. I thought that we were past this when we got rid of um, uh, Henry and whatever the hell our offensive coordinator's name was last year, the college guy. You know, I thought that, you know, <laughs> I thought we were past that. You know, oh, it's third and three. Everyone run two-yard routes and see if we can get that extra yard. No, it's, it was the, on the opening drive. I just you, I hear me mention with Allen Robinson. It's third and five. First of all, we got Robinson running like a three-yard dump route, and then he runs out of bounds after four yards. So we're a yard short. And that set up the embarrassing fourth and one where Jermaine Ofidi, uh tried to pretend he was an ostrich. I just – I don't – over and over again, these are the things that happen. You know, the offense has to be perfect in order to function, okay? And they shoot themselves in the foot all the time, all the time. One play after another, these little tiny things. It's, a, it's the, you know, the death of a thousand cuts watching us play offense. We'll run a five-yard route on third and seven. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll we'll have a false start on third and one to make it third and six. Or or like last week with the Saints, uh, it's third and four, a false start. Now it's third and nine, which is a different section uh, of the playbook. You know, it's just like over and over and over. We beat ourselves and, and more than our opponents beat us. So that was the frustration. And that was just the first quarter. You know, it's like I'm boiling over with anger because I'm watching it happen all again I know it's not going to get better we're not a team that gets better as the game uh, goes along we're the team that struggles for the majority of the game and then tries to have a hot finish uh, at the end and it happened again it happened again uh, this Sunday so you know in the second quarter the D the Bears defense is still putting in uh, a valiant effort but the Titans were the ones that were following my keys and maximizing their playmaking ability, and that's what had them with a 10-0 lead at halftime. <laughs> Knee-jerk reaction, second quarter, Bears-Titans, and it's more of the same, more ineptitude offensively from the Bears. That offensive line is terrible as we expected it to be. I mean, they were terrible with the starters, but with three brand-new ones and third string center string guards undrafted rookie free agents and everything it's just an absolute mess Foles won't step into any throws so all of his you know throws seem to be off target or just a step off from where they need to be uh defensively aside from giving up a few big plays to A.J. Brown we've come to play Derrick Henry has been a complete non-factor in the game so far but uh, A.J. Brown is killing us. He's uh, converted on some third downs and caught a touchdown pass uh, in the second quarter. So it's 10-0 right now. And the, with, with the way our offense is playing, it might as well be 1,000 uh, to nothing. I just, you know, maybe we're going to wait until the fourth quarter to become heroes again. But, you know, and I'm going to say in the end of the third quarter, knee-jerk reaction, 
nothing that we've done up to this point says we're going to come back and win. So I don't know if, if that's what we're waiting for or if we're actually going to show up in the second half and uh, do something. Um, unfortunately, we start with the ball in the second half, which means that Nagy's going to try to do something cute and stupid, and it's going to be a waste of time. We're going to get the ball right back uh, to Tennessee. So, you know, we, we look horrendous today, uh, historically bad on offense. The defense is doing all it can to keep us in the ball game, but overall it's, it seems to be a wasted effort because the offense has gotten nothing. So we'll see if we can wake up at the uh, start of the second half and uh, go from there. <laughs> and I know you all can hear me just brimming with confidence uh, as we go into the half. Um, you know, and like I said, the, the Bears' defense, they came to play. Uh, the Titans were able to 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 make a play, and and essentially it went back to what I was talking about before. They were maximizing their or or taking advantage of their playmaking opportunities. That touchdown to AJ Brown, perfect throw, perfect catch. That's basically what it was. Perfect co- perfect throw, great catch. It was a dime of a throw from Tannehill. There wasn't much more that Buster Screen could have done outside of pass interference to keep that ball from. Uh, from being caught. It was thrown perfectly in the spot where it had to be thrown. AJ Brown made the catch and then his effort to score the touchdown, diving uh for the end zone uh and everything. It was an outstanding play. There is a, it was an outstanding play. Not much you can do there. You know what I'm saying? So I don't really even fault Buster Screen uh for giving up the play. That's that's the NFL, man. Those things are going to happen. They did the Titans did everything right. Uh, on that one they gave Tannehill the time Tannehill made an amazing throw Brown made the catch in tight coverage and then the extra effort to get into the end zone I mean it's just it was a beautiful thing to watch but um, you know and and it's one of those things you just like well there's not much you can do to defend that outside of uh, you know cheat you know pass interference pull him down something uh, like that would have been the only thing more that Buster Screen uh, could have done really on that play because he got his hands up the whole nine yards. Like I said, it was a dime of a throw. It went right through like Buster Screen's hand, like the opening between Buster Screen's hand and A.J. Brown's helmet into A.J. Brown's hands, uh, you know, for the for the reception. It was it was, uh, you know, unbelievable. Like even when I went back and, and watched the um, the highlights online uh, and everything, still marvel at the throw, the catch, the the play, the whole nine yards. And it's just like. A.J. Brown caught four passes on Sunday, and it seemed like he hurt the Bears with every single one. But he only had 101 yards on those four catches. So it's not like he had like the the old-school Randy Moss uh, Thanksgiving game against the, the Cowboys uh, back in like his rookie year where he caught three catches for three touchdowns. You know, he had an insane game, three catches, like 140 yards worth of receptions, four, three touchdowns. So every time he touched the ball, he scored a touchdown. It wasn't like that, but it's like every every catch that A.J. Brown did make was for a first down or a big play or in the in the case of the second quarter, it was a touchdown. Flip that over to the Bears, and instead of coming down with the interception, we drop it. We can't come down with it. You know, we every time that we do get a receiver uh, in open space, it seems like he makes the wrong decision on which cut to make, where to where to turn, where to go, and and so on and so forth. So the play gets cut short uh, of its true potential uh, and things like that. It's like those are the opportunities and things that we're 
talking about. The Titans weren't killing themselves uh, with penalties uh, or anything like that. And they basically did, on offense, essentially the bare minimum of what they needed to do in order to win. Because as you heard me say, the Bears were selling out on Derrick Henry. They were daring Tannehill to beat them. They absolutely were. And at times, the Titans stepped up and they made those plays. A.J. Brown, 100 yards on, on those four catches and, you know, like three big plays and a touchdown uh, and everything. So A.J. Brown uh, answered the call. Um, Jonu Smith got involved later on in the game. He was virtually a non-factor uh, throughout the football game until like their final touchdown drive uh, in the uh, in the fourth quarter. Uh, but Derrick Henry, you think he finished the, the game with like 68 yards, but on one run in the third quarter, I think it was, he had 26 yards on one carry. So essentially, the Bears held him to like 40 yards rushing and one big play. You know what I mean? It just, it wasn't the massacre in the running game that I thought it was going to be. Pagano masterfully put that together, the game plan that was going to shut um shut Derrick Henry, the, one of the top rusher, if not the top rusher in the NFL, to shut him down and put the game on Ryan Tannehill's shoulders. And the thing is, um, Tannehill, in a way, got it done, but overall, he wasn't lighting us up. It, so it's just like Pagano put the, the right game plan on the field. He put the right game plan in place, and the defense did its job. They absolutely did their job. The offense, on the other hand, did not do anything, you know, and here I was uh, a moment ago yelling at the defense because they weren't doing everything that they could do uh, while having empathy, sympathy, whatever you want to call it at the same time, because I know what I'm asking them. You know how great you guys are playing? We need you to be even greater than that because our offense is shit. You know, so you have to make those plays and get the pick six and put those points on the board because right here, right now, our offense cannot do it. They cannot do it. You know, and it's uh, it's it's a it's a it's a it's a shit uh, task that that we've uh, saddled you guys with. Uh, and like I said, it, it's uh, going into the at the end of that knee jerk reaction there. Uh, it's a, a wasted effort that we're getting from our defense week in and week out because if you put that def take, like take the Bears defense and put it in Seattle, you have the best football team in the NFL. You take Russell Wilson and what the what the Seahawks are doing on offense and you give the Bears a top five scoring defense, you put that defense in Seattle, you've got a 16 and0 football team because the Seahawks are an outstanding football team but they can't play defense they can't stop their opponents uh from scoring you know <laughs> you put that defense in seattle with the seahawks or hell even better bring russell wilson and dk metcalf to chicago let them do what they're doing on the offensive side uh, of the football and and you know with our bears defense that's a 16 and 0 team that will you know will run the table that's how that's how good that would be that's where our, our defensive effort would not be wasted because right now it's being wasted on this offensive unit. Uh, it's, and it, it's just, you know, it just, you know, and, and, and I guess if you want to be fair in Chuck Pagano or, excuse me, in Matt Nagy's defense, Chuck Pagano is putting a healthy 
uh, for the most part, fully staffed defense out there on the field. We basically have everyone that we need out there, uh, which is not the case on offense, obviously. But um, even before people started getting hurt and falling to COVID and whatnot, we were having our issues and our problems. So, you know, even if I'm trying to defend you, I don't have a leg to stand on, quite frankly. So, um, anyway, we moved into the second half. Uh, trying to see if, you know, that halftime break will come out, we'll do something, we'll get something going. It was only a 10 nothing football game going into the, uh, into the, going into the third quarter uh, there. We started with the football. Can we get something going? Um, you know, it, it can't get much worse than it was uh, because, sadly, our leading rusher at halftime was Barkevius Mingo. Yes, that Barkevius Mingo, the outside linebacker, because he converted a successful punt fake uh, in the second quarter. And um, that gain of 11 yards was the highest rushing total the team had to offer until about midway through the third quarter when David Montgomery, on his ninth carry, got more than 11 yards. So, um, yeah, that's how it was going for the Bears on offense, it took David Montgomery nine carries to get more than eleven yards uh, total. Not 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 nine carries to get an eleven yard gain. No no no, to gain his eleventh yard of the day, it took him nine carries to do it. So uh, that's what we were working with on offense. And Matt Nagy, <laughs> five step drop, seven step drop, putting in a Nick Foles in the pocket as opposed to. What worked for the Bengals a week ago? The quick three-step boom, dink and dunk. Let's move the football. Let's you know. Let's hang on to the football. Let's move the chains. Let's run by passing, uh, kind of thing. You know, the offense that Andy Reid runs to perfection, and that Matt Nagy watched him run for all those years in Philadelphia and Kansas City. You know that offense, the one you refuse to run. Instead, it's a bunch of RPOs and deep drops and shotguns and all that kind of stuff. I just. <sighs> Anyway, so the third quarter happened, and then you guys will enjoy what I say at the end, and I was not joking. <laughs> Knee-jerk reaction to the third quarter, Bears-Titans, and for the eighth time in nine games, we scored zero points in the third quarter. Uh, we uh, gave up a defensive touchdown when uh, David Montgomery fumbled the football and the Titans ran it back. For a touchdown, um, Desmond King, the newly acquired corner for the Titans, uh, picked it up and ran it back for 60-something yards, I guess. And um, it's 17 to nothing. Uh, the Bears are finally moving the ball, but I feel like it doesn't matter. Um, you know, defensively, we're playing fine. The Titans don't even have 200 yards total offense right now. We somehow have 235. I don't know how that happened. But um, nonetheless, we're the ones looking at a three-score deficit going into the fourth quarter. And here we go again. Nothing that we've done up to this point says that we have another fourth quarter comeback in us. Um, so that's it. I've got some place I need to be. I'm out. I'm not doing fourth quarter. I'm out of here. So I'll listen to it on the radio going where I need to go. And... You know, if we come back, great. If we don't, I saw that coming. That's right, kitties. I bailed on the fourth quarter. I, uh, Like I said, I was out of town, and uh, I was supposed to meet my mother 
uh, for dinner as I uh, headed out of town. And, uh, you know, mom was at uh, was at her church service on Sunday, which apparently got out earlier than uh, she anticipated. Uh, she texted me with about five minutes to go in the third quarter and said, you know, um, I'm headed over to the restaurant now. I'll meet you there. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Um, and I was like, you know what? Good. That gives me a reason not to watch this. I'm not going to make her sit and wait in that restaurant uh, all afternoon. I'm just going to go. Um, and I, I, I've no remorse whatsoever. I, I obviously, even though I missed the bears actually putting points on the board, uh, the last thing that I saw, uh, as I was, uh, you know, the saying my good, my goodbyes to my dad and my stepmom and everything, uh, as I was leaving, uh, Nick Foles, uh, the, the bears got like inside the, the 10 to the 15 yard line, Nick Foles throws a pass that's batted up into the air and appeared to be intercepted by a defensive tackle. I was like, yep, I, I know I made – now I know I've made the right decision. I'm not going to sit and watch this. Our best offensive drive of the game ended by another, you know, another bad play or another great effort from our opponent who, key to the game, maximizing the playmaking opportunities. So the ball was in the air. He got underneath it, interception going back the other way. Turns out, ball hit the ground. I didn't see that. Cairo Santos kicked the field goal to make it 17-3 to at that point. But the Titans came right back down the field and put a touchdown on the board to make it 24-3. to So forget all of that, you know. But it's like in the third quarter, uh, you know, like I was saying a minute ago, with the way that we struggle on offense, you have to be perfect. You can't afford the self-inflicted wounds. David Montgomery, God bless him. You know, I feel horrible for the kid. Um, you know, he, he's been taking a beating his entire career because his off, he's had nothing of an offensive line in front of him. Nobody given him any real kind of, because we've seen it. I mean, look at the chargers game last year. We know what it looks like when you give David Montgomery running lanes to get through. He's not a big kid, so he's not going to be able to, he's not Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry is like 6'2", 648 pounds. He is a monster of a human being, uh, not to mention that he's also, you know, lightning fast and and all that kind of stuff. He's not Derrick Henry. He's, you know, 5'9", five, 5'8", five, whatever he is, you know, he is a strong, stocky, thick uh, running back, but he's a smaller guy. So he can't bang his way through like Derrick Henry uh, would be able to do and just bowl guys over and and you know, stiff arm somebody out of their shoes the way that he did to uh, Josh Norman in the Bills game and uh, things like that. He he can't do that. He needs, you know, running lanes. But get him out in open space, and he's as dangerous as any back in the NFL. And, uh, you know, here he was on, on a, an attempted screen pass, which was poorly executed, which I guess is another curse uh, of being a Chicago Bear. We, we, we can't run a screen play like you see other offenses do I mean that goes back to the days of watching Brett Favre massively run um, masterfully running uh, screen passes against the Bears that would go for huge yardage and then when we try to do it instead of holding the the defenders up the offensive lineman let him right through the quarterbacks trying to heave it out of his hands in desperation sometimes it gets picked off sometimes it flies over the running back's head because he couldn't throw it well so on and so forth we complete the pass for the screenplay uh, Montgomery slips, and while he's trying to stand back up, somebody comes right by, punches the ball out of his hands. It's picked up by Desmond King 
back the other way, and it might as well have been 700 to nothing uh, when they put that 17th point uh, on the board. So, yeah, it, I knew it was over then. And uh, it's it like when that touchdown got scored, I texted my mom, yeah, I'm, I'm leaving at the end of the third quarter. I'll meet you there in half an hour. And uh, it's like, so I just like to hell with it. I, I'm not going to deal with the with watching the fourth quarter or God help me if this team starts to actually figure it out on offense or takes advantage of the soft coverage the Titans are going to give us when we get the ball back and put some points on the board and make me hope again. I don't want to watch it. I absolutely do not want to watch it. And uh, I didn't. So I watched the highlights online uh, after the uh, after the game. I saw Ryan Null. Uh, making some plays, which was nice to see because David Montgomery, hip, hip, hooray, concussion protocol. So hopefully that means Lamar Miller's finally going to get activated because God knows we need all the help we can get. But Lamar Miller, who is a proven commodity at running back, still sitting on the practice squad. And uh, I think it's a miracle that nobody else has picked him up yet at this point because he's been on the practice squad for a good four or five weeks. It's been a while since we picked him up. And, uh, you know, Matt Nagy, oh, he's close. Yeah, he's close. He's got, he's close and, and everything. That's another conversation. Wait until Lauren Cox and I get back, to, get together for the, the bye week. It's going to be a bloodbath when we talk about this team. Um, but anyway, you know, we got down in the third quarter, 17 to nothing. Um, you know, with that promising drive that I saw in the, the last play I saw was the defensive tackle catching the deflection but I guess it turns out it was an incomplete pass and um, you know we put the uh, field goal on the board uh, fourth quarter was was more of the you know the same the the like I said the Titans came right back down to score a touchdown then we started putting our garbage time TDs together uh, so that in the final minute we had an onside kick that could have led to the tying score but uh, you know if we didn't give up the fumble it would have already been tied but uh, no, the offense, the offense had to make things even harder on the defense, and uh, so that's what happened. But uh, the Bears lose this one, twenty-four to seventeen. We fall to five and four. So we went from being the number one seed in the NFC to being on the outside looking in. Even in a seven-team playoff, we're the eighth team right now. We're number eight. So uh, unless the NFL does the uh, expansion that they're talking about for for this COVID season. They were talking about having eight teams on each side. Unless that does happen, the Bears are out right now. You know, we need to start winning football games. We want to work our way uh, back in. But um, you know, we could have been six and three. Like I said, six and three is a much different conversation than five and four is. Being three games above five hundred or being one game away from being a five hundred team. So. Uh, oh, and the Vikings are peaking right now. Dalvin Cook has been a beast against Green Bay on the road, and then again this past week at home uh, against the Lions. We're 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 meeting the Lions right at the perf, or excuse me, the Vikings at the absolute perfect time. We could not be playing any worse on offense, so we can't offer any help to our defense. And Alvin and Dalvin Cook is a savage right now for the Vikings. Not looking forward to Monday's game, despite the fact that it's. You know, we got history on our side, and we always win against Minnesota in Chicago. But it's going to be on Monday Night Football, which means the country will be watching and will be wearing those goddamn orange jerseys against the Vikings as well. So that's going to suck balls. Um, yeah, so there you go. There, uh, you know, we end up losing this game. We're down 
We're five and four. But, you know, it, like I kind of cautiously, optimistically said uh, a few weeks ago, with the schedule that we have left, we have two games with Green Bay. We have, an, we have two games with Minnesota, which at the time looked like very winnable games for us. We have the Jacksonville Jaguars. We have the Tennessee, or excuse me, the, the uh, Houston Texans, uh, who are a one-win and two-win team, respectively. Um, there's a lot of opportunity there for us to improve our win total despite the games that we have left. Um, so we'll see how it all turns out. But stop me if you heard me say this before. Nothing we've done up to this point <laughs> says that winning, you know, five games and going to 10 and six is a possibility right now. You know, even like we're playing the Lions, we probably we should have lost to them week one. So they'll be chomping at the bit to fix that. Uh, like I said, we're playing the Vikings and they're peaking right now. The, all those growing pains that they suffered the beginning of the season, they seem to be ironing those out and playing like the football team the Vikings probably should have been from the start. And, uh, yeah, they're playing us who uh, we're trending down way, 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 way down while the Vikings are trending themselves back up. So they might be 3-5. and five and, and you know, and we're the five and four team with the better record and at home. But I have a feeling the Vikings are going to be favored uh, in this one. So anyway, that's going to close the book on week number nine. What do you say we wrap this up with everybody's favorite segment? Bear up, bear down. Let's go ahead and get this over with. Bear up and bear down for week number nine for the Bears Talk Underground. And real quick, just let me let me run this by you. The uh, Titans had 11 first downs. They had 228 yards of total offense. Um, their quarterback was 10 of 21. We sacked them three times. And we dominated the time of possession battle. We had 33 minutes, 54 seconds. So nearly 34 minutes time of possession. We actually won the penalty battle. We had fewer penalties for fewer yards against the Titans on Sunday. And, um, you know, we, uh, were, we gave up three sacks, but we got three sacks. So that was a wash. Um, Nick Foles threw for 335 yards on Sunday. We had 22 first downs. And, you know, somehow we were massacred on Sunday. The Titans beat the unholy piss uh, out of the uh, Bears. How does that happen, Larry? Well, I'll tell you, Larry. Um, number one, the Bears were 2 of 15 on third down. The Titans, the worst third down conversion team in the NFL, the worst third down defense in pro football, 2 of 15 on third down for the Bears. Outstanding job there uh also the three sacks that was the uh, big difference and two two turnovers one of which went back for a touchdown the fumble recovery so yeah that's how you lose a game when your defense holds their opponent to 11 first downs uh and 228 yards of total offense where their quarterback was 10 of 21 10 of 21 for 158 yards 
and Tannehill was the winning quarterback. Our quarterback, 36-52, two touchdowns, no picks, 335 yards, losing quarterback. By a lot, actually. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, good stuff. And uh, as we look at the, a little deeper into the stats, uh, David Montgomery, 14 carries, 30 yards, 2.1 yards to carry. Outstanding. Barkevius Mingo, one carry for 11 yards. There we go. So, yeah, it was just as bad as it sounds. So, uh, yeah. So, anyway, let's go ahead and get this over with. Um, as well as the defense played overall, uh, I don't have um, I don't have any bear ups in particular for the defense. Um, there were some guys that made some plays. Bilal Nichols got a got a sack uh, in the ball game. Mario Edwards Jr. Uh, getting another sack uh, this time. Roquan Smith. Um, I do want to give a bear up to Danny Trevathan. You know, we gave Danny Trevathan a lot of hell earlier in the year. Uh, you know, it's like if somebody, if you, you know, if you see a tight end catching the pass uh, across the middle of the field, it's usually 59 that's trailing him in coverage and things like that. Uh, it, it appears that it wasn't old age or anything like that. Trevathan has been a lot better in these last few weeks. So I guess maybe he started the season banged up or, or hurt or something uh, like that because he has been playing a lot faster and a lot more efficient lately. So bear out to Danny Trevathan. I was an asshole. I'm sorry. You're still a stud. So good for you. Uh, and then as far as the defense is concerned, uh, a bear up to Chuck Pagano. He put together the game plan that that should have won us the football game. It should have won us the game. You know, we sold out on the run for Derrick Henry. We loaded up the box. We dared Ryan Tannehill to beat us. And what was the result? 10 of 21 for 158 yards and one touchdown. Or actually it was two touchdowns because John U. Smith had one later on in the football game. But that was it. That was it. 158 yards passing and two touchdowns for Ryan Tannehill. So we gave up uh, 17 points uh, in this football game. The offense tacked on the other seven. So that uh, dug a hole uh, for our defense. But overall, it was a performance worthy of victory. It absolutely was. And Chuck Pagano put that together for us. A team that has mightily struggled. I mean, I was deathly afraid of this game because Derrick Henry has been mauling everybody in the running game and we've been getting beat up by average running backs uh in the league so far this year so what do we what did we think we we're gonna what did you think was gonna happen against the best running back uh in the football right now I thought it was gonna be a bloodbath I thought the you know the 200 yards he got a couple of weeks ago was gonna be nothing compared to what he do to us and Pagano uh, you know, laughed in the face of adversity and said, you know, go ahead and bring it, big boy. We shut him down. 68 yards. Here, let me look, pull it up real quick. Derrick Henry, 21 carries for 68 yards with a long of 26. You take that 26 out, that drops him down to 42 yards on 20 carries. Two yards a carry for Derrick Henry. That's unheard of. So, uh, yeah, that's an outstanding effort from our defense, and it was our defensive coordinator that put that game plan uh, together for us so outstanding job uh, from Chuck Pagano uh, bear up to our special teams units um, bear up to Cairo Santos he's still getting it done God bless him uh, bear up to P Pat O'Donnell he's he had an outstanding game and one of the things that really helped uh, the defense was the field position battle P O'Donnell was punting a you know booming punts he had a 64 yarder at one point uh, and things like that 
and uh, bear up to, to Dwayne Harris, our, our punt returner. Um, I feel I think I think he's going to run one back for us. I really do. Uh, at some point, God knows we could use the extra help. So let's get that figured out ASAP, right? But uh, you know, our special teams and our defense really, you know, they got the job done. And it was our offense was so bad it didn't matter. It did not matter. So hip hip hooray uh, for that. Bear downs. Honestly, I uh, you know I hate to do it. I got to give a bear down to Cal Fuller. Um, you have to make that play. You have to. With the offense we're putting on the field, we cannot afford to let those plays get away from us. And he did. So, bear down to Kyle Fuller. Please make me take that one back. Bear down. <sighs> Jermaine Afidi. Seriously, bro. Just, just going to duck the head right down. Just going to point the face right at the ground and lean forward like that's just going to be enough. <laughs> You couldn't have made it any easier for me, honestly. You know, I can, you know, I'm I'm overweight, I'm obese. I and I still could have gotten past you on that one. That that that's bad. You that was really really bad. Um, let's see. Uh, bear down to uh, ah, let's just leave Matt Nagy alone. To hell with it. He's getting beat up enough in the press these days. He doesn't need me piling on. Uh, I think we'll just end it there, you know, to hell with it. Do we have a most valuable bear this week? Uh, Chuck Pagano. Let's give it to Chuck Pagano. That's who I'm giving it to. Most valuable bear, Chuck Pagano. Like I said, the bears have been susceptible to the run all year, getting beat up, gashed for big plays in the running game against average to decent backs or to even backs that most of us have never heard of having decent days against the bears running for big chunks you know and 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 like i said gashing us at times and here we had the best that the nfl has to offer right now and we put a game put a game plan together to shut them down we're bringing in you know corners and safeties and everything attacking run blitzing uh the whole nine i mean buster screen had a tackle for a loss uh on derrick henry i mean come on buster screens like Six inches shorter and 80 pounds lighter than Derrick Henry. And even he was was able to get in there and, and get in on that. Uh, you know, a front seven slowed him down. And Buster Screen came in and cleaned it up. And uh, that game plan worked to perfection. We put the ball game in Ryan Tannehill's hands. And, yeah, he hurt us. That's basically what it was designed to do was that we're going to put it on him. And if he beats us, so be it. But it's not going to be Derrick Henry. And it wasn't. And what – Tannehill did to us wasn't wasn't irreversible it wasn't something that we shouldn't have been able to overcome and with our offense it was impossible so bear up and game ball uh most valuable bear Chuck Pagano for week number nine so anyway that's gonna do it I gotta get out of here uh we will be back on Thursday Chris Gates from the Daily Norseman uh will be here to talk me off the ledge on how it is that the Bears have a chance in hell uh, against the Vikings uh, on Monday with the way that we've been playing versus how the Vikings have been playing the last few weeks. See if he can, uh, you know, bring me back down to earth and uh, take away the razor blades and the, the poison pills and, and, and what have you. So come on in on Thursday for my talk with Chris Gates. And until then, my name is Larry D. And this has been the Bears Talk Underground.